Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Authentic Messengers. My name is Catherine Van Wetter and I will be your host today. Every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, I have been interviewing different authors from our new book, Life Sparks. All of these interviews will be archived, so if you miss one, you can go to www.blogtalk forward slash authenticmessengers.com. Please also visit us on our Facebook page, Authentic Messengers, and leave a comment, any suggestions you have, or just say hello. We'd love to hear from you. And today, I'm so excited to be interviewing Nancy Mills, who is the founder of thespiritedwoman.com. And she is part of a global women's empowerment community, is recognized as a leading women's visionary, and she publishes The Spirited Woman. It's been part of the top 12 pick list and is the creator of the Sisterhood of the Sacred Scarves. So please, hello, Nancy, and welcome to our show today. Yeah, hi, Catherine. Thanks for having me. Boy, it sounds wonderful just from the little bit that I know about you to have the hat be called the spirited woman and to know that you're out in the world being great and helping change the world through other women who are stepping up. I'd love to hear about what spirited woman is and how it is that you begin. Well, spirited woman is is now thankfully, 20 years later after it's begun, a leading woman's empowerment community. And for that, I'm very, very grateful and thankful that, you know, we've been around that long and that it's grown. It started originally with the concept of you are enough as you are. You know, that's my basic belief system. We need a support group to validate that you are enough as you are. And as time Mm -hmm. went on, we did workshops and, and, and one once the website uh, got started, we went from doing workshops to having a global presence. And um, basically, uh, from that point, it grew to not only starting with the workshops, but going into publishing and then featuring women as every woman visionaries and putting them on Spirited Woman Top 12 pick lists and doing a spirited woman directory, and then we now have a foundation to help heal and support women through actions of empowerment, and we have a a burgeoning group called the Sisterhood of the Sacred Scarves that combines scarf and ceremony, and through our Spirited Woman Prayer Scarf, we donate funds to the foundation, and we've helped 12 nonprofits, and thousands of women have been involved. So I'm talking quickly, and I'm talking about a lot. But I think it's a very good example of if you really have a commitment, if you really have a passion, if there really is a need, you can do it and you can get women around you to uh, have a, a large influence that really does help empower others. And that, I think, is, you know, a nut, in a nutshell, um, I guess the beginning and middle and the now I hope I didn't talk too fast, but I, that I, I, I tried to fit a lot in. Well, thank you, and that is quite a big nut to fit into a, a shell that is expanding. I wonder, and this is going to maybe a very obvious question to some, but I, I really think it bears 
being asked is why is it now especially important for women to stand up and be acknowledged and to be seen and heard as powerful beings that they are, as we are? Well, I could give you so many reasons. I mean, it probably would take three hours instead of one hour. Um, You know, look what's happening. This is going to date the show, but the elections are coming up. Uh, in the next month and a half. And if we aren't in a time of needing strength for feminine leadership, then I don't know what kind of a time we need to get to in order to have that. I mean, I think Hillary Clinton is very symbolic of the fact that we as women have arrived, whether it's in the goddess energy, the divine feminine energy, the mother earth energy, whether or not it's the very practical Washington energy, we have arrived as women at, at a time in our life where we have a very, very good opportunity to practically and with great influence and with great spirit make changes. Um, this is a very significant time. Yeah, and it's thank you for that answer. And it is really, it is a fascinating time that we're in right now. And I'm very grateful to be a part of it. And for for not wanting to talk about, you know, names in particular, I've been learning to be very, not neutral, but um, looking at what's happening in the political arena really as a metaphor and also as an archetype. And it is fascinating that our the first female standing up is the hopeful person coming up against an energy that has been predominantly um, influencing so many women over the last several decades. It is an interesting time. And with that, I wondered how, you know, if women are learning how to stand up with their voice and stand up to be taken seriously and also be heard. Wondered what strategies you found within your community that have been helpful. Well, I'm Um, doing something that to me is is very heartfelt and also something that's very easy. I have always had a strong belief that scarves carry ancestral energy. Uh, Through a twist of fate, I ended up living on uh, land that prior had been an Indian burial ground. It's a long story. And Mm -hmm. living on this land, which actually is a community in Los Angeles, a very well-known community in Los Angeles, which most people did not know was an Indian burial ground, many things happened to me. And one of the things that happened to me was the fact that a, a scarf became very symbolic to me for carrying forward ancestral energy. And I couldn't figure out why, and I didn't know why. And I did some research and found out that the land that I was living on was one of the few lands that had a woman chieftain. And it turned Mm. out that she um, got killed in battle, but it turned out that it was a very artistic, artisan, creative community. And then I joined a temple that wasn't far away, and found out in the Jewish faith, scarves are so symbolic to cover your head, to transmit energy, to carry forward your ancestral energy. 
And it all came together for me about four and a half years ago, and I decided to start the Sisterhood of the Sacred Scarves, and I decided to bless prayer scarves. So we have what is known as the sister, uh, Spirited Woman Prayer Scarf. And we introduce them as if they're movies. For instance, one might be called Joy, one might be called Peace, one might be called Namaste. And to get back to answering your question, thousands of these scarves are in the universe now. Uh, close to 2,000 scarves have been sold. Almost 1,000 women have purchased them. We have a ceremony with each scarf. And mm. the point of the scarf is that it represents a connection, a form of embrace, and a circle. It, is, it, it represents spirit, it represents beauty, and it represents empowerment. So that said, we have an opportunity to use that scarf as a talisman to stand together. It's a very mm. long answer that I gave you, but it's an answer that I truly believe. It is, it is one that we can do very simply. And if I said to you, if I had a dream or if I wanted to do something that was a dream, one of these days I'd see a very, 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 very large circle encircling the globe with women wearing their scarves because we're natural healers. And I don't care what the talisman is, whether it's a scarf or not. We have the capacity with a talisman to use it as a symbol of change and togetherness. Wow. Oh, that's so beautiful. And again, I, I really love to applaud you and thank you for the vision and the work that you're doing in the world because it is, it is so important now. And the, I love the feminine quality also that scars represent along with the ancestral, the fabric of our ancestors and the tapestry of our ancestors that continue to stand behind us to support us, especially now during this evolutionary time that we're moving through. Why do you think it is and feel it is that so many women have gotten involved with Spirited Woman over the years? And you've answered it in a part, but also to tease it more apart. You know, I think it has to do with timing. I think a lot of women, when they go through change, whether it's positive change or negative change, you know, I, of course, change is always an opportunity, but it depends on where they are at their life, whether it's positive or negative. And very often when that happens, women will turn to other women to get support because there's not a lot of places out there where they can get support on a day-to-day basis. And I think women's empowerment communities, particularly communities like mine, that are very mind, body, and spirit in orientation, and that are safe. They're supportive and they're safe. Uh, you know, you don't have to spend $10,000 to take a, you know, a teleseminar or, you know, have a, have a course that will make you a million dollars. I don't mean to sound sarcastic, but many of, the, many of those uh, organizations who do those kinds of things, I don't really think are really helping uh, a lot of women evolve, uh, but that's my own personal feeling. So I make it so that um, it's free and that 
women can embrace what, what we have to offer. Clearly, we have to make an income, clearly. So the Profit Center for Spirited Women is our Spirited Woman Top 12 pick list where we feature women on our list. Um, I believe you, are, you wrote a chapter in a book uh, that was on our list, uh, a book called Life Sparks. And yeah. um, we featured Life Sparks on our Spirited Woman Top 12 uh, uh, Fall Equinox pick list. We also have a, a directory. We're not doing one this year, but I've done, done them for several years. And we have the Sisterhood of the Sacred Scarf. So I choose to do things in a little bit of a roundabout way so that women can come into the fold of Spirited Woman um, just as is, if you know what I mean. It, it, we offer mm-hmm. a lot of things. Just and it's to, really... To, to read. And it's so beautiful that women, women have been over the centuries and ever since the beginning have been the Gaia and have been the nurturers and the community builders and the holders of the sacred space. And to pull the veil off of so many women who have felt suppressed and felt as if their voice has been lost and also the struggle of, of trying to support themselves if they're left by themselves raising the children um, to know that there's a community out there like this that will help them remember who they are is essential to us moving forward. And the blending also of, of the sacred masculine who come into the picture, because I believe we need, we need both the, the feminine and the masculine in order to have the balance. Well, it's very, very true. And um, I, I think that whenever there's, there's a big transition or whenever there's a big change, it's, 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 it's human nature to uh, want to touch stone. Mm-hmm. So how have you noticed that spirited women has evolved over the years? Well, I think it's evolved. I, I, I lived in Santa Barbara, California when I started it. And um, I, re- I, I started my first Spirited Woman workshop in Santa Barbara. And when the first person called, I thought, oh, my goodness, they're calling for a workshop. <laughs> I was so surprised. Um, and then as time has, has gone on, um, it's really become a global group of women. And uh, mm. there are women involved in Spirited Woman in Australia, in Germany, in France, in Mexico, in Canada, uh, I mean, so many countries, uh, Ireland, Switzerland, and I'm very proud of that fact. I mean, we've reached out. We've really, really reached out and, and, and have been heard and been seen. And you raise a very interesting point. Uh, as I mentioned, the Spirited Woman Foundation began to help heal and support women through actions of empowerment. And we get our funds from a portion of every Spirited Woman prayer scarf that has been sold. So, um, you know, I have an opportunity to give to nonprofits that support that mission. And one of the nonprofits that we recently gave to was the International Women's Writing Guild, which is out of New York City. And we gave a scholarship so that one of the attendees who could not afford to fly there and stay there could fly there and stay there so that her voice could be heard. And mm-hmm. that was really and truly 
it gave me chills when we when that happened because it's so at the basis of what we're all about, which is what you said. It it, it is it, it is our right. It is our goal as women. It is it is our everything to be able to have a voice, and not only a voice, but one that is heard. So mm-hmm. it was it was really exciting. Well, I know with I know with myself and with the work that I've had been fortunate enough to do over the years. Part of it has been helping to. Um, facilitate change within people to see the essence of who they are. And primarily the work has been done with women. And knowing for myself it's been easy to find my voice, so at times I know that being sometimes up against energies that were more powerful, slipping into the place of silence. And so with that being said, suggestions that you have for women who may be interested in connecting with you, who may have lost their way, who may have lost their voice, what sorts of tips can you give to them to have the courage to stand up and to move forward if their voice had been silenced in the past? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is listen to your intuition. I mean, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Um, we can all go to different people to, ha- to ask their opinion. And by the time we're finished, we'll end up with guacamole, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, that's a good you one, listen, yeah. You, you know, you listen to this one and that one and this one and that one and this one and that one and this one and that one, and you end up so confused that that is not uh, – in any way helpful. So I would, the first thing I would say is listen to your intuition. If you feel as though it's hard for you to plug into your intuition, then I would say start meditating. Take a yoga class. Go for a walk on the beach. Um, do something that gets you in a relaxed state where you feel that you can feel clear and listen to that inner voice that lives within you. That would be my first tip. My second tip would be to, I know this sounds strange, but stop depending on people that you can't depend on. Mm. Um, You know, very often in life, we get ourselves into situations where we think somebody is going to help support us, and I'm talking about emotionally as well as financially. And we have this expectation that they're going to do that. But at the same token, if we really see the person for who and what they are, we would realize that that person is not going to be able to do that for us. And that, mm-hmm. that comes up to us. That once again throws, throws the mirror back, which is, you know, Value the fact that you have this inner strength that lives within you, you know, this inner spirited woman, for, for lack of a better word, this inner sense of passion and force and strength and unstoppability, and go back to that versus going outside of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. And, and it's, know, you know, I don't know if that's well, the best answer, but... <laughs> 
Well, I, I think of some women who, who have lost their way, and I, I think of women who are in the workforce and are very competent in the field, yet when it comes to their own personal needs being met or coming into right relationship with themselves and with those who they choose to be partners with and raising their children with, or if they so choose, sometimes there's a real disconnect with that between being very competent. And so in that realm, what are other suggestions? Because I I hear what you're saying, and yes, finding intuition and meditating and doing self-care is paramount for moving through, although some people, as we started talking, have lost their way. So with the question or the inquiry that I just asked, what what sorts of thoughts do you have with for that? I I I I don't know. I I think mm-hmm. I mean I'm being honest. I would say align yourself with friends that you can trust. People mm-hmm. who you know are positive for you and and will will talk to you in a way that is uplifting versus demeaning. Um, surround yourself with support groups, get involved with women's groups, get involved with churches and temples. Do things to get outside of the, the box that you, you might feel as though you're in. It takes a little bit of time, but it's really, really worth it to find mm-hmm. and surround yourself with community. It really is worth it. It really is. Right. Even, if you're feeling, even if you feel you're too depressed or you're too exhausted or you don't know where to begin or how you're going to do it, just read the newspaper, go online, go to meetup.com. Mm-hmm. Everybody's, got a, everybody's got an interest, whether it's collecting stamps or looking at birds or hiking. Connect with people who are on the who are on uh, who are of like mind and so i i would love to ask you with your passion with the spirited women if you were to look back in your own life how is it that you became so involved in this was there something in your own life that prompted you to recognize the importance of doing this or well when what, i was a, when i was a, when i was a little girl um, you know, many moons ago, <laughs> but, but I was one. And I, I grew up in a very uh, practical, conservative, not a very interesting family, if you really want to know the truth, just a, just a family that had dinner every night and went through the motions. But my mother did something that was out of character but fascinated me. She bought me an Annie Oakley skirt. And the Annie Oakley skirt was red, and it had white fringe, and it was filled with pockets. It was, well, it actually had pockets all around it. And in the pockets were guns. And wow. I decided, uh, yeah, it, of course they were fake, fake everything, but I decided that I was going to go around the house, the neighborhood, the park, and shoot everybody I could in sight. Now, this, this, is, this is, you know, an odd story, but I knew from the moment I got that, that skirt, <laughs> 
that there was something about that skirt that instilled, that revved up in me the inner passion that I knew I had, even though I didn't have it in my family, but that skirt helped me see the fact that I had this passion to stand up for myself. I just have, I have that image. It's this, I can just imagine you with those little pistols and probably, (laughs) sorry, it's a, it's a sweet, I mean, I love the image of finding your voice through this. It's really, it's really wonderful. Well, it was really, you know, I had pigtails and I had bangs and, you know, I, and I was, you know, I went around saying, bang, bang, you're dead. Well, clearly I didn't, I, 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 clearly I didn't want to kill anybody, but what I, but, but I guess what I wanted to do through that skirt was matter and it gave me an opportunity to matter. And that skirt, I think was the beginning for me of various chapters having to do with connecting to that kind of energy. And I, I, I've been very, very fortunate. I, I'm not a religious person, but I, I, I have had a lot of spiritual things happen to me in my life. So I've had a lot of these unbelievable mo- moments where that part of me was revved up through different experiences. It was, it's really, really been fascinating. And, uh, but I think that skirt was, was the key and I held on to that, and it was this color red. It, it, it was like, it, it was like a, a something, you know, a talisman to hold on to, to know that I was me and then they were them. Wow. Did you think your mother, when she got you that skirt, recognized at some level how it would empower you? I don't think so. I just mm-hmm. don't think so. I think... She just got lucky, and I just got lucky. Wow! Because I I also feel that there there are no accidents or coincidences that happen, you know. So that's that. How can you express that you had had the reverence that you had as you wore your red skirt? Um, and how many other girls? in turn tomboys and grew up with climbing trees and making trees and found empowerment that way yet as they got older as as the culture as society kind of eroded away from away eroded it away from them or it made it so that they became more traditionalized to how a woman shows up in the world and within our culture yeah, no, it was, yeah, I, and I agree with you. I don't think there are any accidents. I mean, I really don't think there are any accidents. So I don't know how, how uh, that, that skirt was brought into my life. I mean, somebody up there must have said, get her the skirt. <laughs> get her the skirt. <laughs> I, don't, well. I, I don't know. I don't know. But um, I think, you know, it, that's a really good example because I think so many of us have something like that in our life whether it's a skirt, whether it's a horse, you know, whether it's a favorite, uh, whether it's a, a favorite picture, uh, it's, it's something that enlivens us or sparks us to be who we are. Wow. I have, I'm curious with looking, with looking at our youth and 
since we're talking about the feminine, looking at our young women and also the ones who are representing, um, representing not so much, but replicas of, of what a young woman will grow up to be, you know, the role models that we're seeing right now. Just wondering what your sense is as far as the trajectory of, of the young women who are coming forward, the millennials or um, the young generation generation. I think they're way ahead of us in many ways and way behind us in others, but way ahead of us in certain ways. Um, and then way behind us another. I think one of the things about millennials or women coming up is that they did not have the opportunity to have as much on-earth social interaction. And I believe that that is so very, very, very important to, to be able to get out there and be with your friends and go to parties and socialize and and have sleepovers and do all those things. I mean, it's very important to understand that your friends are in your life to enhance it. And I think um, the, so the world of social media and, and, the, and the social media posts and, and all the various things that, that are continually happening, whether it be Instagram or, or Twitter or Snapshot or Facebook or, or any of it, really gives you an opportunity. And I, almost in a negative way, and I hate to say that, but it's true, to observe your life through something that does not allow genuine or real intimacy. It's false mm-hmm. intimacy. I mean, you, mm-hmm. can, you can, if you're standing in, a, in the shower and you want to take a picture of your, of your backside and send it out to your 20,000 followers on Instagram, I don't care how many times you tell me that that is not intimate. <laughs> it might it might get a lot a lot of people talking about you, but it's not going to get the person coming into your life that's going to help you if your mother is sick or is going to help you if your son or daughter has a car accident or is going to help you if your business is tanking. There are mm. things about social media that negate what we really need in, in, in people. But there are mm-hmm. other things that the millennials are so with it with that if, God forbid, there is another uh, September 11th, they can spread it in, 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 in less than a minute. I mean, the, the power mm-hmm. of what the communicative power it has is unbelievable. It's just right. where, it, where it's lacking is in the power of intimacy. And the social cues, at, you know, the social cues that you can pick up when you are in the presence of someone. It's interesting, as I was, as I was growing up in the 50s, I, I made a pact to myself that I wouldn't be a stupid woman. And it was really interesting having been raised by a father that, um, by a father that was a hard worker and a mother who was a model and looked good all the time. And, and that path that I made to myself, not being a stupid woman and growing up being in some ways sexualized and also recognizing that I was very smart. And so being older now, it's been interesting in some ways how the, the cards, the tables have turned to my, my wisdom is coming out fuller as my body is changing and 
if you had comments about may have grown ideals back in the 50s you know there was a lot of comments about women being furniture and women being treated um, less than and also knowing inside themselves was the wisdom of who they were wondered if you would like to speak on that well I don't once again this is going to be dating this this interview but I don't know if you saw the debates last night with Trump and and Clinton and yes I uh, did (laughs) yeah and Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I was rather anxious, and I, I tried to look that this is this a show, and I'm going to look at the positive things here. But, yeah, it was, exactly. it was difficult to watch. Exactly. Yeah. Very, very painful. But it addresses your question, and that is there was a question, you know, does she look presidential? Right. And then, of course, he, he you, know, you know, then he backtracked having to do with, I believe it, it really came down to her stamina or, or what have you. But it is that mentality of the past that it had nothing to do with our intelligence. It had to do with our looks. It had to do with how we look, how, how, we, how we present ourselves in the world. And um, that was Extremely harmful. I mean, it was extremely harmful. And I think that that went even further. It really went to Madison Avenue. It went to the advertising community. Because you, mm-hmm. tell, me a comp- you tell me a company that can make any money if they don't sell you on a better form of Cheerios. You know, right. even, your yoga, even your yoga teacher is not going to tell you you're doing great. Because if he or she tells you that you're doing great, then why do you need to come back? You could mm-hmm. always enhance and increase and better that position. So that is a very materialistic, very money-driven way to propel people forward to make a buy, to make a purchase. And it's interesting because in the minds of men, it has computed in one way. In the minds of women, it has computed in another. Mm. And I think with wow. women, it comes, it comes down to feeling, I'm not enough. Right. How it comes yeah. down to how men feel, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm not a man. I do, I do not know what it comes down to. But it seems to me that it is a much more competitive response. Where, have, mm-hmm. where women have taken it much more as an internal response. Well, it was interesting, and just in lieu of the whole debate and getting ready for it, that his bar was much lower. The expectations were much lower than hers, and right down to what, what kind of shoes she's going to wear, heaven forbid that she would wear flats, what color she's going to wear, how her hair is going to be, how she's going to hold herself. And to watch this unfold and to see young people and women of all ages to witness this and also to see a woman who stood up there and kept it together. I, I really believe she, she did an awesome job with keeping it together um, when, she was, when, it, when she was targeted so many times. I think she did a fantastic job. Yeah, it it was really wonderful to see her move in that direction. And so with that being said, there is 
there is so much to be said right now that's unfolding and women standing up so much more than what they look like physically, especially living in a culture that seems so that is so youth oriented and right down to our actresses who are getting faceless and body lifts and defying getting older. Wonder what you had to say for women who, you know, question now that they're getting older their sense of worth, even if they outwardly would say, I know getting older is really wonderful. I love every wrinkle I have. I, my body is shifting and changing. I love myself beyond a doubt. Yet sometimes there can be the hidden message inside and wondered what you could say to women who, who may have those polarized feelings going on. That's a very, very interesting question. And I think a very genuine one. Um, I myself relate to it. (laughs) I'm a woman's empowerment leader. And I'm thinking, hmm, the way she's saying that question, that sort of sounds like me. Um, Because on a a Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, I'm terrific. (laughs) And on a Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, well, maybe not so much. But, you know, I I have to look at, at the inner spirit. We all have to look at the inner spirit. I take a lot of pictures. Uh, because uh, it, it, for anybody who gets involved with Spirited Woman, you'll see that I just do. We have a large Facebook page. I have a large profile page. We have the Sisterhood of the Sacred Scarves. We have hundreds of women involved in that private group. Um, and so I take a lot of pictures. And, yeah, I'm attractive, I guess. I mean, people tell me that I am. But I think what I really go for in any picture that I take is that inner radiance, that inner smile, that vitality, that vibrance to come out. Because right. that's really what people relate to. You know, mm-hmm. if, you, if you feel flat and look flat, then that's what, um, that, that's what comes out to the world. But if you, if, you, if you have a sense of energy and vibrancy and spirit about you and you're engaged in the moment, you can pretty much be any age, and people will pick up on that quality. I, I have this large uh, spirited woman uh, fan page, on follower page on Facebook. And almost every week, I make it a point to highlight a woman who is in her 90s or beyond who is doing remarkable things. Wow. And... There's this woman in New York who is a leading yoga teacher. I mean, a leading yoga teacher, and she's 99 years old. Now, if you look at her, if you look at her, you couldn't believe it because you're not Mm -hmm. even looking at her face and her body. You're looking at her spirit. You're looking at her zest for life. You're looking at this woman because She's like amazing. She's not waking up every day thinking how old she is. She's waking up every every day being vibrant and spirited. Another week, Mm. I featured this woman who had just finished a 15-mile marathon. She was 93. She is 93 years old. She finished it with her son. She was wearing hot pink shorts. (laughs) <laughs> with piercing blue eyes and 
I defy anybody to say that this woman was 93 years old. You take a look mm-hmm. at this picture, and so what, what, what this is leading up to is that get out there. We, we do live in a world of information overload, but find those women out there who are doing these remarkable things that are very, uh, you know, that are close to 100, and look at them. They are, they are, they are tremendously inspirational. And, and it's, so, and it's so interesting. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish. It's just two or one of them that you say to yourself, this person is phenomenal. And it's not because mm-hmm. you're reading about their age. You're looking at their face. You're not looking at their wrinkles. You're not looking at their haircut. You're not looking at what they're wearing. You're looking at their spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is, it is amazing, the inner critic that, often rests at times peacefully inside and then begins to rear its head. And one of my mottos is it it is an inside job. And to get up and out of oneself, as as you've indicated, to go out into the world and be of spirit and to move beyond even as scary as it may be or the inner critic is riding on your shoulder, to get up and out and, and be part of what is. Because it is our heart. It is our essence that radiates so beautifully as we become more and more authentic, um, warts and all of who we are. So it's, it's, I'm excited, and I have looked on your website, and I, and I love how much variety is on there. I haven't read it extensively, and I will do it after our interview because I'm, I feel so inspired about what you're doing. And with that, those of you, those folks who know you know how deeply passionate you are about spirited women. Why do you think that is so? Well, it might go back to the red skirt. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I'm passionate about it because uh, I think it's something that comes very naturally to me. I, I think we all have a fit in what we do in life. There are some people that uh, from the time they were very young wanted to be a doctor. Um, I didn't know I wanted to be a woman's empowerment leader, but as time went on and as my life went on, it became a very natural fit for me. Because I have the ability and the drive and the desire to be cheerleaders for other people. I always have. And for whatever reason, I feel more comfortable being that way towards women because perhaps I resonate with the fact that we have been denied many things and shut down in many ways and our voice hasn't been heard in many ways, et cetera, et cetera. So I think I have gone out there for women because I I could instinctively relate to what many have gone through and been through. But at the same token, I instinctively could be that cheerleader for someone else. So it it, it wasn't a job for me. Um, It wasn't something that I aspired to. Perhaps it's just a natural ability that came to be. And my timing was okay. You know, I understood the Internet relatively quickly and easily. And I, before doing this, I had been a travel journalist, and I specialized in the women's market, which um, uh, I, I had a newsletter called Travel and Woman. And before that, I had a public relations agency. And before that, I had a marketing company. 
And, you know, you add your life up. And then at some point, you come to who you are. And so I, I think it, I, I, I had my own harmonic convergence without having a harmonic convergence. and so as you're as you're being of service to so many women how do you keep your wealth full um that's really an interesting question uh and and a hard one to answer i am fortunate in that i have created very good friends um many by the way have come from spirited women I mean, I've met the most remarkable people through the organization that I created. So that's like a really good thing. And um, so there's a lot of like-minded people who have been involved. And many people have been very generous and gracious and and offered to help me in in ways that, you know, I needed it. And so Mm -hmm. that's really been great. I recently moved and top of my list was I wanted to move to a place where I felt there could be a community. And that was like number one on my list. And I moved to a place where there's this great community. And so I'm like very happy because all I have to do is step out my door and there's like 20 or 25 or 30 people waiting for me who are nice and who have a smile on their face. And, you know, some of who watched the debate with me last night, you know, so that's important. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and I think meditation. I do meditation every day. I, do, I, I exercise. Um, I do the best that I can do under the circumstances of my life. Um, and I would say there's been, uh, there's been many highs. There's been many lows. But I've lived a long time. And I think uh, people, anybody who, who, who's, you know, who grew up in the 50s, I grew up in the 50s too, will say the same thing, you know, life. Yeah. But I, I, I think I, I've been fortunate. <laughs> Thank you for your candidness in, in answering that because I, it, some people can look at someone who has aspired so much and has been a visionary to think that their world is all hunky-dory all the time, that all is well, that they keep balanced and part of what I know with being authentic and being an authentic messenger is, is being real honest with it's not always, it's, it's not always easy. The well isn't always full. Sometimes there are times that it can be difficult. So I appreciate, I appreciate you answering the question the way that you did. And with that being said, what are you working on now that you're excited about? Well, there's there's a lot of things that I'm working on. I, I you know the, these scarves thrill me, and interestingly enough, this is the first time in four years that I have a red scarf. Talking <laughs> 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 about a red scarf. Um, after after this conversation, I think, oh my God, maybe that. Anyway, the scarf is called Namaste, and mm. you know it means it means a tremendous amount to me. Why? Because. The meaning of namaste is when I see the light in you and you see the light in me, we are one. So it has come out at a very important time. Also, mm-hmm. I started yoga when I was very young, and this happens to be, September happens to be National Yoga Month, which is very exciting. I'm also going to be speaking at a yoga studio about the relationship between the scarves, their sacredness, 
and the concept of namaste and the fact that uh, wearing these scarves, we're standing up together. And then mm-hmm. I'm also, we're also giving to uh, uh, our, our 13th nonprofit is going to be the 1000 Goddess Gathering. And the 1000 Goddess Gathering is going to take place in October in Washington, D.C. And we're, uh, thousands of women are anticipated to attend. It's a wisdom and compassion gathering of women. And we're sponsoring, we're one of the sponsors of this event. And I am hopeful to see a sea of Namaste scarves there uh, because that would just be so very, very meaningful. And a lot of women are buying the scarves as an energetic talisman for this very important time of women, whether they can attend the event or not. So I am in a very exciting time with pushing forward uh, a concept or a project that I have been working on really for four years and seeing it blossom in a, in a larger way than it has in the past. Wow. So your dreams for spirited women is some of what you said. What are, what are some other big dreams that you have for spirited women? I mean, you're doing so much already. Uh, not- well, I think, I think the biggest dream that I have is that I believe if you give, you get back. And um, my goal is to give as much as I can. I mean, and, and, and that's what I've been doing for the past four years. You know, I earmark a percentage of each scarf to go into the foundation, which then goes into various nonprofits that fulfill our mission. That's what gives me the joy. I get up every day, and that's what gives me the joy. That's my personality. I'm a giver. And um, it took me years of being in business to figure out how I was going to do that. And so uh, it, it's, it's really exciting. And also, scarves are so beautiful, and they're so visual. And to think that there are so many women now that are, that are on this bandwagon you know, it's, it's very, very exciting. So my dream is to be able to give more and to give more and to give more. Mm. Wow. And so with that said, how can listeners find out more about all that you offer and more of who you are? Well, they can go to the website, which is thespiritedwoman.com. Um, uh, there's a T-H-E in there, so it's thespiritedwoman.com. And read about everything that's going on. Read about the foundation. Read about the scarves and the pick lists and the various women that are involved. Um, and, you know, sometimes I think people think that I'm an icon, uh, you know, uh, uh, meaning that, that, you know, I don't exist. <laughs> that my name is on the website or, or my name is on Facebook, but, like, I'm not real. <laughs> and I, all, I, I am real, and I always welcome people's emails um, my email address is on the website. It's Nancy Mills at the Spirited Woman. And I always welcome people's phone calls. Um, my, my number is 805-698-3555. And, you know, I'm pretty, pretty open, uh, you know, to uh, engaging with people who have an interest uh, in, mm. in what Spirited Woman is all about. Wow, and empowering themselves and creating more community for themselves as well is is imperative. 
as well. So with as we're beginning to close up, what what sorts of message or what other tips would you like to leave people with, listeners with? Well, just, you know, get behind that um, project that you, that that you've been putting off, read that book that that could be an eye opener for you. Find that group, do that meditation. Um, be proactive with your life mm. and and let it let that action uh, move you forward. It's an interesting comment because a lot of what you said it sounds like it's also taking care of self and so much of what we've talked about today is about community and the importance of being with like-minded folks. And the more we do things that really enliven our heart, the more we radiate that out into the world and the closer things come to us that are in right resonance. Um, yes. So, wow. Well, I'd so appreciate the time that you've taken to be with me today and um, really appreciated all that you do and, and the mission that you're on. And, and as you were talking earlier, especially right now during these crucial times, to be very proactive, um, for folks to be very proactive in who they are in this world um, and to stand up and to be strong and to remember that we are powerful and a warrior is a beautiful image of women. Um, so thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. Oh, my goodness, thank you. And thank you for all the work that you're doing out there. And I, I so appreciate this opportunity. And, and thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And for listeners out there or for the ones who are listening to this archive show, you can go to www forward slash blogtalkradio.com to look at the other interviews that were happening. It's We're going to be going on probably for another couple more months of doing interviews on Tuesday. I am also planning on doing a blog talk radio show on highly sensitive people. So stay tuned for that. And would love to introduce our next guest, which will be October 4th, next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. Her name is Allison Saya, and she has, she's one of the authors in our books and has said, writing is not only a way of telling your story, but healing through your story. The impact of sharing your voice with the word is extraordinary, not only for you, but for others as well. So please join us next week. Be kind to each other. Check out the website, The Spirited Women. Be in connection with Nancy if you feel called to do that and make it a great life. And as Nancy said, read that book that you've been putting off and meditate and um, be kind and be well. Thank you, Nancy. Bye-bye. Take good care.